Hey, welcome to Slashers and Spirits, a horror movie podcast. In this show, Kim and I show some of our favorite horror movies to AJ, who hated the genre until just recently. It's also common practice to drink heavily throughout this experience. I'm Aaron. I'm AJ. I'm Kim. How's everyone doing? We're in 2022 now. We've oh my now god, fuck. in two years. <laughs> Not for two years, but in two years. Um, I'm okay. How are you? <laughs> Oh shit, you know what I just realized? What? Our first demo episode was Well, I guess second demo episode was Christmas twenty twenty, yeah. Yeah. We've been doing yeah, this so for a long time. We don't have a year's <laughs> worth of episodes, but we've been at least doing this for a year now. In some form. Practicing, yeah. yeah. Holy shit, look at us. <laughs> Sticking to it. We love that we committed. we've done 22 episodes in a year so that's not a great rate but (laughs) um it's better than zero facts yeah no definitely definitely i just decided right now my new res i don't have a new year's resolution but my my new year's resolution is going to be for us to have 23 episodes at least for the next year oh shit (laughs) (laughs) are you sure we can make it I don't know, but that's, you know, most people fail the New Year's resolution, so I figured it's at least might as well be for a group effort. This could very well be Kim's last episode. <laughs> I'm it so depends excited. on what we watch, because you still haven't told <laughs> me, and I feel there's a reason why you haven't told me, so there's <laughs> a reason so why you're really reaction. coy about it, and you're not telling me. I just, I want you to give it a fair shot. Oh, <laughs> I, if it's what oh, I'm no. thinking, I swear to fucking God. I don't, I don't think there's any way you're thinking of this movie. Okay, 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 good, good to know. Okay. Um, what did we watch last time? Oh, Train to Busan. Yes. I thought about Train to Busan a whole lot. I love Train to Busan. I have thought about it. Um, not probably as much as Aaron has, but it was really good and I really enjoyed it and I have talked about it with people since. Yeah same good shit fine um oh i watched the the halloween kills um alternate ending uh-uh. it it's not an alternate ending it's an extra 30 fucking seconds oh uh, <laughs> uh karen gets fucking murdered you know mm-hmm. and then laurie's in the hospital calling her which i think is like how the movie ends except this time she answers the phone and she's like i'm coming for you michael and that's it what? I'm glad they cut it out. I'm glad they decided yeah. we don't need this. There's no. a lot in the movie that wasn't needed, but you know what? At least there was some sort of self-awareness of like, we'll just take this out. Yeah, sure. So, that shit's hella dumb. Uh, and that movie sucks so much. Oh my god. Still angry about that. No. <laughs> yeah. The Resident Evil movie was worse, though. And I will shout that to the ends of the earth. Yeah, I didn't see that fucking one. Horrendous. Don't. <laughs> no, no one support that movie. <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna say i almost watched midsummer all by myself the other day but you quit almost. i did Why? i only watched like 20 minutes of it Why? i got bored <laughs> bored you know what every time you come up here you insult me in some way shape or form and you saying <laughs> that you're bored of midsummer is legitimately insulting to me and everything i stand for <laughs> That is one of my favorite movies. It's a great movie. I love that movie. I just suck at watching movies by myself. Because 
part of the reason I watch movies is like as a social experience. Mm-hmm. So like I don't like to watch them by myself. But you 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 text me that you were watching Midsummer. Yes. And then after a while it was like, "Oh, how was your second viewing?" And you're like, "Oh, I got bored." And I was like, "Oh, you suck." Yes. And then you were and I was like, "It's cool. One day you'll just like put on Killer Clowns casually." And you were like, oh, what's it on? And I was like, HBO Max. And you are like, I have that. And you didn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm the villain today on this uh, podcast. <laughs> I, I guess so. Is yeah. this the role we're playing I'm, now? Yeah. Well, I think we're all going to have different villains in this podcast. <laughs> oh, I'm so God. excited. <laughs> so what you have to tell us what it is. is. Um, We're going to watch one of my favorite... Uh, dumb slasher movies, Ice Cream Man. No, Ooh. are you serious? <laughs> I'm are so you excited. serious right now? It's Ice Cream Man time. You're really gonna make me sit through that and watch that. Have you seen it? No, but I literally looked it up, oh, and it's a 1995 movie, and the the cover looks stupid as hell. I watched tell the you dead meat right of now. This. Have you, not you the ever dead heard meat, not the... to? judge a book by its cover in this this case i'm sure it's accurate (laughs) i'm i watched the kill count for this movie that's what it is nothing substitutes the real thing here i'm so excited (laughs) um so i guess i guess aj already has preconceived i do i do have ideas about this movie so kim what are you what do you think you're in for here stupidity (laughs) <laughs> i mean ice it literally what he's like an ice cream person who like kills people that's <sighs> fuck she lied to us she's seen this before <laughs> like, <laughs> the title. he said it was a slasher so he probably just like kills people <laughs> or like feeds them poison or he like makes people into ice cream or he just uses his truck as a ween to like kill people i don't think it's that creative or that deep to be honest, considering I was how horrible say, the cover is, I don't expect much. The making people into ice cream, I think, would be something that Kim actually would enjoy. And I feel like she's not going to get that much from this movie. Unless it's super gory. Maybe. We'll see, I guess. God, I'm not going to watch this movie. Oh, what are we drinking? Oh, I I'm forgot s- what it was called. Oh, I remember now. <laughs> what are you drinking, Kim? I'm just sipping on a uh, Stella Rosa that my roommate brought. Okay. Because right. it's Thank free and it's here. Because <laughs> it's free. Yeah. I don't know where she got it from, but it's in the kitchen, so I'm drinking some. Well, there we go. What AJ? are you drinking, Aaron? Me? Yeah. Um, I'm drinking a whiskey that I forgot the name of. Um... Suntory whiskey. It's a Japanese whiskey. Ooh. That's cool. It's a rarity when you don't drink beer. So that's exciting. Yeah. Um I don't know why I'm not drinking beer. That's a good question. I'm out of beer right now, so that that's probably it. That's probably why. But I usually grab beer beforehand, so I don't know, I was just cool with the whiskey this time. The I'm last drinking- although <laughs> the last two times I drank whiskey were American Psycho and Child's Play, and those were two very drunk podcasts. Oh so. my god. Love that. I'm so Can't excited. Wait. Especially with I Ice Cream Man. Oh, I still don't remember a lot of Child's Play. Like, we watched that movie, I'm sure. We did. I'm sure we said some cool things You know about what? It, 
I've recently had multiple things that I've said on podcast be used against me. Um, so I'm now terrified of this activity that we do. <laughs> and I'm already overthinking joke, though, right? them. <laughs> yes. Technically, both of them were jokes. But one of them was definitely a joke at my expense versus like a joke with me. This podcast is at our expense. I know. That's kind of <laughs> part of the humor. And what I got made fun of was for something I said in Midsummer. And I knew when I said it that I was being stupid and that it was stupid. But I wanted it to be funny, so I tried it anyways. <laughs> and it just doesn't work. And everyone thinks it's really funny because I look so dumb. <laughs> I don't think that's how. I know the line you're talking about. I thought it was funny. Okay, thank you. Yeah. No, it's good stuff. We have to support each other's uh, leaps here. We gotta do it. Thank you. Yo, I just realized Jan Michael Vincent's in this movie. Holy shit. Anyways, I'm drinking Cutwater's Moscow Mule. <laughs> oh! <laughs> we once I waited in line it. for a fucking eternity for one of those, right? I got two, but just don't tell the people that we bought it from that I got two. Yeah, cut to us at fucking Universal Horror Nights waiting an hour <laughs> and a half to get one fucking drink. Oh, oh it was God. so long. It was the worst. I was getting so pissed off. And it was literally cut water that they poured into a cup. And I <laughs> did the same thing today. And I spent the same amount of money on four of them than I did on that one, that one time. <laughs> that night got better, though, the second I had three drinks in me. It did. It was a lot better once we actually were drinking. <laughs> that... <laughs> um... Speaking of horror nights, are we going to CreepyCon? Are we doing this? Oh yeah, well, I, have I no do. Idea what you're talking about Michael's going to be there. The uh, CreepyCon in Ontario in February. This will be your second horror convention because we brought you to. I know, one. <laughs> well, and I, I got go. terrified of the fairies, <laughs> <laughs> which typically I'm such a fan of fairies, so I don't know why that happened. I just had a sudden fucking flashback of you saying that you were into woodland <gasps> i had that too <laughs> not me thinking it and trying to make a joke about it i was gonna be like yeah you're really into these weird elves too was that on the podcast <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I, I don't know so. i think I it was think off so. the podcast i don't think it was okay we can cut this but i forgot <laughs> no, it was about the podcast oh, we have to leave it that's so funny but i hate that we just talked about that one hundred percent, and it's not even like Legolas, which I understand. It's I still don't fully understand it. To be fair, because the images you showed gave me nothing, really, <laughs> except yeah, like I'm really like I'm really into like elves. I'm like like the Hebrew elves by Freddy Krueger. Like, okay, but there's a difference. <laughs> Is there? It is. Years no, versus all not. over bird. <laughs> Freddy Krueger is a man. She wants to fuck the elf on the shelf. I think there's a no, really I big don't. difference. I do not like Christmas elves. The elf oh, on I'm the sorry. shelf is not a woodland elf. <laughs> woodland elves. They live in the woods. Elves. The keyboard elves live in a tree that constitutes the woods. Oh my god. Okay. I <laughs> hate this conversation <laughs> we can cut all the elf talk i really thought that was at the end of train to busan i'm so sorry <laughs> it might have been honestly i don't I remember really think it's up to molly because i think this is fucking hilarious but also anyone i know in real life cannot listen to this podcast anymore <laughs> They're my sister does 
And she's like, I gotta be careful what I say. I can't say anything. And I'm like, you're the elves. <laughs> okay, but like, just be who y- y- you are. <laughs> say it as it is. Very interesting. The main difference between me and Kim was just that last sentence she just said. I personally need to please all people and make everybody believe that I'm fantastic. Kim's just like, nah, fuck it. I'll be exactly who I am and they can love me or hate me. And I want that energy, but I can't live it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Should we cut to to drunk? On that note, yes. We're going to cut to the ending of Ice Cream Man uh, right about now. See, that's what we'll put in the cut right there. <laughs> I uh, I might have you know started drinking when we were supposed to start before Kim. <laughs> All right, let's stop this recording. <laughs> All right, that was Ice Cream Man. <laughs> oh my fucking god! That was a movie that we watched. I don't know if it should have been a movie. It's batshit the whole time. It's insanity. I just, like, a woman speaks in tongues, which I'm putting in quotes because I don't know what the fuck that means. But it's just, like, there's no purpose to any of the movie. There's, like, 40 plot points in this movie. This is, like, a great, gory 40-minute, like, uh, Tales from the Crypt episode that they needed to make an it's hour and a half. It's a Goosebumps episode, but it's, terif- like, too much for Goosebumps. Yeah, definitely. But it's like it's like like it's it's like a Tales from the Crypt episode. It's like forty minutes of gory ice cream man kills, and then the rest of it they just like threw in bullshit. <laughs> I don't know. It's not forty minutes of straight kills, but like forty minutes of that plot. You know, like yeah. the the rest of it's just completely set to the side for no reason. It's it's insane. There's a graveyard scene in this movie for no reason. Well, that's Butch Brickle's grave, the ice cream king. Who got killed in a gu- in a drive-by in the first two minutes. This movie starts with a black and white drive-by killing of an ice cream man. <laughs> 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 yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what. I still like that movie. <laughs> but <laughs> that movie does not feel like an hour and a half. That movie's the longest hour and a half ever. Like, that yes. movie, it's not even an hour and a half. It's an hour and 25 minutes. But it feels longer. But I still enjoy so much of this movie. Kim, how did you feel? I hated this movie. <laughs> Probably not as much as Wally's Wonderland. To. No. But it's definitely <laughs> on par with how bad it is. I forgot about Wally's Wonderland. Willy's Wonderland. Oh, Willy's whatever. Wonderland. Wally, Willy, Wonka. It was terrible. Yo! <laughs> Wonka's movie. Wonderland. <laughs> Starring Timothy Chalamet. <sighs> I'd watch it. Ew! He, he's Wonka, Anything did you not know that? Ew! I did know that, and I'm excited. I don't understand the hype about that creature that is Timothy I, oh, Chalamet. Oh, that creature? Like, never mind. He looks like a ghost, is what he looks like, and I'm not here for that. You never wanted to fuck a ghost? Not one that looks like him. Oh, oh okay. but but ghosts are on the table. Yeah, sure. ghosts are for oh, sure on I've the table. Oh, I've seen the movie Ghost. It is on the table. A hundred percent. It's on the wheel. Yeah. The pottery wheel. If they're like Thank you for clarifying. Chris Evans, yeah. Chris Evans was a ghost. One hundred percent. I'd be trying to get on that. That's the podcast episode title, if if Chris Evans was a ghost. 
Oh yeah, Ice Cream Man. If Chris, I think it still should be Disney Channel original movie. It feels like a Goosebumps episode. You're absolutely like at some points it is. It, it's got like this Stranger Things Goonies vibe to it too with the kids. And the um, parents, like, the fact that the parents make no sense, it's like, oh, because the children don't understand what's going on with the parents, so they just, like, kind of understand it, but not really. Also, that child lost his father. His father full-ass died, and it was never talked about. No, I don't think he ever found out. He never found out that his dad He's not in fucking therapy. Cone. Yeah, his I guess dad's right. dead. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there was points early in this movie... Where Kim Kim was was teetering a little bit, like Kim saw some stuff early on. It was like, oh, you know what? That's pretty cool. <laughs> oh, it was just the organs. There's like shots of like innards, and I was like, oh, that's that's pretty nice. But oh that's God. like it. Was there was blood and guts, and I was like, yeah, pretty cool. The gore's not too bad. It's not gross. It's just it's practical effects, so it's always you know a nice little gem. But that's it. That's all I can give this movie. So when I think of this movie, I think of the ice cream cone head, and we'll get into some of this later. But I think at one point the ice cream cone head was even the poster of the movie for like a while. And is there is there none of that that like charms you, Kim? Like eighties like moments like that, like kind of similar to like the the creep show Father's Day. I got my cake scene. There's a movie called The Burps, which is an '80s movie, mm-hmm. and it's like kind of horror-esque. It's like a psycho. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's actually like a comedy thriller, I guess. And it gives me kind of vibes to that of like it's Tom Hanks is in it. I might pitch it because yeah. I kind of like it. Um, it's like kooky with like one-liners and like the comedy is in the cast of characters. They're very similar for the most part. So, I guess a part of me, because I like the burp so much, this gives a bit of that. So, I was a little like, okay, it's not that bad. Those shots of, like, the the heads on the sticks, at, or not sticks, but the head on the ice cream spoons and, like, the head in the cone. I mean, I guess they're, like, cool, again, because it's practical effects, so it looks mm-hmm. really, really cool. But, God, it's just, everything else is just, I'll give it that. Those shots, those scenes, the practical effects were pretty good. And I would say that his acting, for the most part, is pretty on par with what the character needed. So I'll mm-hmm. give it props in that sense. But And this is this is Ron Howard's brother, uh, Clint Howard, I believe. But yes. I think you're right. He's very wooden in like the beginning, but he kind of gives a hell of a performance. It's bizarre. Yeah. He gives I me think- very much Beetlejuice. In the sense that, like, he has to... He, the voice reminds me of Beetlejuice. But also, like, the way that he Can kind of has... Beetlejuice? No. I want to see Ugh. Beetlejuice the musical. Oh, my God. It's so good. I want to see that. It's so good. I've been listening to the album, like, all week. It's so good. And anyway, let's not get on a Beetlejuice tangent. <laughs> <laughs> I just meant his voice reminds me of Beetlejuice and kind of the tone that he speaks in. So I, I got kind of a Beetlejuice vibe from him, and that kind of mm-hmm. made me like him because I like Beetlejuice. But... I mean, you know, he he gave what he could to this role, and I give him props for that. I think that's kind of goes to what I was saying, whereas if you cut all the side shit that's, like, hella unnecessary, and you have, like, a 40-50 minute thing of Clint Howard being the ice cream man, like, going through this and still have all the kills, but not, you know, have all the weird parent side stories... Or the uh, the brother story that really kind of goes nowhere. All oh that. Oh my god! That I think fucking um, brother story. I think he would carry it. It would be a lot better. But there's there's just a lot of extra fluff for no reason. There's like forty of minutes of unnecessariness. Yeah. yeah. Maybe more. Maybe an hour. 
I think some of it. I don't think all the Rocketeer stuff is bad. I think it becomes repetitive, and they do a lot of it. But I think a lot of the establishing of the Rocketeers, especially early on, is good. The Rocketeers being kind of the Goonies gang of kids, we kind of gotta yeah. fill in people. It's to like some dollar degree. store Goonies. You know what I mean? Like they saw the Goonies and were like, "We'll try that," and it just it didn't give what it was supposed to give. What's weird is it's kind of. It was kind of ahead of its time in some way because all that shit's really trendy now with like it and Stranger Things, you know, kids on bikes yeah. running around. Yeah, and... but they, it's a lot better. This is like discount store Stranger Things, I would say. Oh, this movie's total, total schlock. It's totally bizarre. Yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not going to say it's high art by any means. Yeah, having the kids, I mean, yeah, yeah, it's, it's very much, they weren't bad, but they were pretty bad. <laughs> i think i think um the kids in the beginning the um i'll kind of like give a brief introduction because the kids come into it like pretty early um it starts with the drive-by shooting of the ice cream king butch brickle and then we see a young did they say what's his name is gregory. Gregory. gregory gregory it is gregory we see a young gregory see the ice cream man who we apparently idolized die and it's kind of a funny scene where he's sitting covered in the ice cream man's blood <laughs> um, he takes the ice cream from the dead ice cream man's hand and his mom's like oh my god are you okay and he's like who's gonna bring me my ice cream now it's so it's bizarre it's a hell of an intro um but then they kind of introduce us to this gang of kids um i guess we should start with tuna uh, who is wearing a pillow under his shirt so that they can make fat jokes the whole time which <laughs> I have a lot of issues with. But it's it's not believable for a second. It's a kid with a no, pillow under his shirt the whole movie. It's super obvious. And it's super ridiculous because they could have just not done that. It, it serves no plot relevance, really. No. <laughs> like, not at all. Except uh, that he's slow. They want him to be slow the whole time. But, it, but he never... Does he ever get caught because he's slow? No. No. <laughs> It's just like the joke of like he's always out of breath. He's always like the last one to get there. Like he's always a smelly fart. Oh, she said smelly fart. Um, there's a a line I love in this movie that like last one to the hills a smelly fart, and it's just delivered in the most unnatural way. (laughs) It's so so good. It's so weird. Um, so there's tuna. Then there's racer, who's pretty generic child. (laughs) Honestly, he's got nothing. Like how what is racer's personality? There isn't one. Um, and then there's what's the name of the kid in the denim jacket that gets abducted early on? Um, um, little Paul. No, no, little Paul's small. later. Oh, small Paul, the other kid. I don't know what the other kid's name is. <laughs> I don't know if he's ever given name. a name. To be honest, he certainly is because they're all like yeah. asking where he is early on. But who cares? Yeah, they do talk about it. And then small Paul. Oh, it's Roger, Paul. right? Roger, Roger something. There we go. Yeah. Well, none of them have last names. <laughs> they do, actually, but I don't think they like fully <laughs> say it. It's tuna racer, denim kid, and then girl. Heather. <laughs> Heather. Yes. <laughs> Heather has nothing going for her, but her parents are crazy. Her parents are wild. All all of these kids have fucked up family lives. <laughs> Except for Small Paul. We don't hear anything about Small Paul. I think his family life's the most fucked up because he doesn't have one. <laughs> I think so too. I also think Racer's family life is just like he is a shitty brother. And his parents yeah. are super like, I don't know, his dad gives me weird vibes too. His dad was just, I mean, 
the way they I spoke, know. I don't know, it's one of those, like, it's a typical suburban family stereotype, yeah. I guess, Yeah, is what's weird about it. It's like that whole, like, it was just very stiff. Like, oh, sweetie, yeah. the inmates are out, and it's just like those stupid white one-liners that I'm like, okay. Like, light sexism, too. Yeah. Yes. It was like a, a typical 60s family in a movie made in the 90s. Right? Yeah, like, very nuclear American suburb family. Except for the fact that they're his girlfriend sitting at the table, and then there's fully, this is a lot later, but there's fully pictures of them having sex. Yeah, that's that's where and we're the, going with this, eventually. this film, for some reason. <laughs> Um, yeah, so his, he, so Racer's got a shitty brother who hates Tuna for, like, no reason. Just despises <laughs> really Tuna. Really hates Tuna. Always shitting on Tuna. Um, then Heather's parents, uh, her dad's the reverend, who there's, like, this is what I mean when I say there's, like, unnecessary shit in this movie. You get to see the reverend give a sermon, and at the end he has <laughs> his palms bleed, like the fucking stigmata. Like, he, he's just, like, a full-on, like crucifixion <laughs> and it happens yeah. for no reason and there's also a scene where heather gets home and her mom is foaming from the mouth and speaking in tongues um and then they they never bring that up again his her dad says he that saint gabriel's talking to her and then that's it that's all we get you think they might have showed that for a reason but no <laughs> um and then of course tuna's dad is having an affair yes um, with the neighbor who just happens to be single and owns a house which honestly goals and who will like apparently fuck anything that moves yes like she does not discriminate at all she's she's just down she for whatever heavily flirts with the ice cream man who Gross. does not seem to be someone most people would be interested in no he's pretty grotesque <laughs> <laughs> Um, so that's pretty much the setup. We have these kids kind of dealing with the ice cream man. What's the first thing we see the ice cream man do? Who wants to step in here? As I far don't as remember like, this movie, we uh, in the beginning, what? right when he's like putting, like he's scooping the ice cream, and we see that all throughout his truck, there's like insects, blood, oh, yeah. body parts, and stuff like mixed in with like the buckets of ice cream that he's serving. Like, I think the first thing we notice is like the cockroaches, and I was like pretty unsanitary. And then there was like body parts and i was like ah really unsanitary the real ass cockroaches in the ice cream was kind of cool they looked pretty real and that grossed me out more than the body parts i'm gonna be honest with you i fucking hate roaches they're so gross um this movie kind of has a thing where there's constantly body parts or blood or bugs in ice cream and it's never more disturbing than Whenever he his scoops hand. the ice cream, it drips down his hands mm -hmm. and arms and gets everywhere. And he's always, like, mashing it with his bare hands back on the cone. <laughs> it's fucking grody. Yeah, he's weird off the bat. Like, there's no persona of, like, oh my god, he's just, like, a really cool ice cream man. That man is weird. From the way he takes orders, the way he gives the ice cream. He was, like, the one Roger kid didn't say please for his ice cream, so he kept, like, taking the ice cream back. And I don't know, it was just like a weird shot. Like off the bat, this man gives off weird vibes. And the fact that no one noticed and no one has like said anything is baffling. Because dude is creepy. He's really weird. And then he tries, like the kid gets like a pre-wrapped ice cream and he like tries to convince him otherwise. So he can feed him a cockroach, <laughs> basically. Yeah. yeah. So fucking weird. To be fair though, the kids are also really annoying. Because they can't get their order right every time <laughs> they step up. 
They're like, actually, I want a fudgicle. Actually, I want this. Actually, I want a pack of this. And I'm like, these people are, these children are so annoying. I would also, well, I can't say that. <laughs> I would also be killing them if they're that annoying. But like, yeah, they're annoying as hell. I was like, damn, these kids know your order before you go. Like, common sense. I was never saying like they that. deserved it. Honestly, honestly, yes, one hundred percent. I think that the so when I talked earlier about how I had seen a kill count of a movie. And I thought it was this one. I was 100% wrong. <laughs> None of this rang a bell? None of this rang a bell. And I'm really curious what fucking movie I watched. Maybe it's the second one? I don't know. Is there a sequel? I don't, I don't know if this movie has a sequel. It shouldn't. It honestly it shouldn't. shouldn't. <laughs> but I definitely thought it was Ice Cream Man. And it's for sure not. And... I'm still confused. Oh my god, there is an ice cream man too. Oh my is god. Is there a kill count on it? I don't he's a he's alive and he has a beard. How is he alive? He went into the nut chopper at the end. Spoiler alert. Yeah, I know there's people that are into... listening are gonna care so much. Oh they're totally well everyone should see ice cream. Sunday oh Bloody Sunday is the name, but it it's Sunday is an ice cream Sunday. Oh my god. Well, I scream, you scream, back. we all scream for the ice cream man too. Oh, so it says on the poster. It writes itself. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the first, um, some of the first kills we see are he, he, the ice cream man goes up. But also, they just call him ice cream man like this whole time. Like he gets interrogated just, by cops. Go ahead. No, I was just say he doesn't get a name. I mean, uh, the he only has person a name, that calls him, talk to him Gregory is his doctor. Everyone else is just like ice cream man. <laughs> His nurse slash caretaker. Slash landlord. Slash landlord. Okay, I gotta close this other tab because I'm getting lost here, but there is an Ice Cream Man comic book series. Yeah, I was gonna say, like, I'm pretty sure it was originally, I could be wrong, was a comic book series. And people were talking about, they praised <gasps> the comic book series and not necessarily this movie, but um, I haven't seen any of the images. But when I when I looked it up originally, when I heard what we were watching... The first things that popped up were about the comic book itself. So interesting. Yeah. Okay, I think I watched um, Jack Frost. Oh uh, my god! Oh my god! The second you said that, I just scrolled onto another picture, and it's a DVD two pack of Ice Cream Man and Jack Frost. That was really weird. Like the second you said <laughs> that, I said that was the next photo that came on my screen. So we're watching Jack Frost next week. No, Hell, please, Jack Frost god, sucks. No. <laughs> Jack Frost can't compare to Ice Cream Man at all. <laughs> um, <laughs> We've got off track here a little bit. The fact that we watched this movie, man, I swear. We oh, have we so got... much time. We do not need to talk about this plot by plot because there's am, no plot. I am so happy to have gone back to slashers like this. And we're really putting the slashers back in the slashers and spirits today because I, I am so stoked to watch just absolute garbage again. It makes me so happy. I was I was at one with this. This is myself there. Like I fucking loved it. There's also a lot of they allude to a lot of Ice Cream Man's trauma in the mental hospital that he was in. Yes. Um, he sees a garbage man picking up trash with like one of those sticks. You know, what what what, what the hell do you call those? I here? call them grabbers, <laughs> but I know that's not what it's called. It's like a little harpoon. When you say grabber, I imagine the ones that you like move and then they have like a claw at the end. Yeah, that's yeah. I also call those grabbers. Yeah, I don't know what these are called. Like, they're not stakes, but they're like... 
They're kind of snakes. They're like little pokers. Little pokers. <laughs> little pokies. Poke pokes. But he's poking up some garbage, and then um, Ice Cream Man has a flashback to him being in the mental hospital, where there seems to be like a theme of like there are no bad days is like something they say, and they also are obsessed with these flowers, these like windmills, sunflowers. They're like metal, right? They said plastic at one point, but they're they're very clearly metal, right? Sure. I think they're like on metal stakes, but I think the they're like little windmills. Like they're like plastic. The petals are plastic, I think. Okay. I think that's why they the, call the, it plastic. They're like the little the little lawn ornaments. Yeah, like and little teeny tiny windmills. Yeah. Yeah, the, the pinwheels. Pinwheels. That, that that's what I was meant. Yes. Yeah, yes, yes. that's good. So these little sunflower pinwheels are like everywhere inside the mental hospital and also outside of ice cream man's building like he doesn't have a house i think we see him sleeping on the floor at least twice um but he has like (laughs) an ice cream shop that he doesn't sleep in for some reason but it's use he uses it he he teaches small paul (laughs) he kidnaps children in there yeah but why doesn't he like show him like opening the doors and like having people come well no, i think he uses it to like make his make his ice cream i don't think it's like yeah. a shop shop i think it's like almost like oh. a warehouse where he makes his ice cream himself yeah got it it's not it's not a front facing store it's like a i keep wanting to say factory but that's just not true um but he uh but what's weird is people see these flowers and a lot of people don't acknowledge that they're fake like no. There's a couple characters that refer to these flowers as if they're real and, like, ask how he gets them to grow like that. And then later in the movie, after they've set up that no one seems to acknowledge that they're fake, someone's like, what's up with the fake flowers? And it's so confusing. I don't know why they did that. So, the flowers make me think that this whole movie is just Gregory's delusion. And he just thinks all of this is happening, but none of it's happening. I think I, I it's... It's too seeped in real drama. There's it was real affairs, real real porn. There's <laughs> <laughs> it happens. Oh yeah. Because of the porn, that's what makes it clear. <laughs> the porn really grounds it in reality. Because no one has delusions about porn. That's not Never. realistic. Never. Um but in this mental hospital with the fake flowers, he also gets like a needle put into his head. Uh, right in his like temple but the needle's like concerningly long and has like green reanimator liquid in it it's 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 disgusting and they cut back to it a ton and it never really means anything other than the fact that he's crazy but it doesn't stop them from cutting to it like six times yeah there's just (laughs) a lot in this film that is unnecessary absolutely where should we go from here should we go straight into the the capture of small paul Sure, let's go there. Um, do you want to go for that, AJ? Oh. Um, let me try to remember how this happens. Oh, so the... Ooh, what are their names? What's the name of the group of kids? Johnny, Heather... Rocketeers. Um, so the Rocketeers are hanging out, and it's getting late. And Tuna and Small Paul are supposed to head back to Tuna's house. And um, they talk to Racer, and Racer's like, nah, I'm going to go home. And because mom's being strict because of the fact that Roger disappeared. That happened, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, And then 
so small paul's like says that they're gonna race and tuna's like ugh why is he setting me up for this and then um small paul starts running ahead and he basically runs into the ice cream man's home area and the ice cream man's like do you want some free ice cream and he's like, uh, and then ice cream is like, I bet your favorite ice cream is this kind. And the kid's like, oh my God, you're right. And which, you know, he probably just knows because he orders from the same ice cream man every fucking day, but whatever. And so, on that day, it would have been their third time. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, I wouldn't remember somebody's order if they ordered it for me three times in a row. Um, So he... He gives him the ice cream, and he's super excited, and then it, like, switches away, and there's some other plot point. And then you come back, and it's Tuna. <laughs> I don't remember what the other plot point was. Nobody does. Um, And it's Tuna, and Tuna's, like, walking up and running up, and then he sees Small Paul being taken into the ice cream truck. Um, And then Tuna's, like, not hiding well, so you could see his shoes. And the ice cream man's like, oh, he's not feeling well. I have to take him to the hospital. Um, do you want free ice cream? And Tuna's just, like, hiding. And the ice cream man says something else. And then Tuna runs away. And he's like, I'm going to find you and your parents and kill them. And <laughs> I know where you live and all this threats. If you tell anybody, I'll get your mom and dad. It's the quote. Yes. And it's so <laughs> fucked up. Yes. That's how Small Paul got kidnapped. And then Tuna runs home, and his mom's like, take off your shoes. And, he throws and they're his arguing shoes about their affair. Yeah, in the middle of them, like, talking about uh, fucking infidelity. It's intense. Um, but he leaves his shoes outside, and the ice cream man drives by and sees the shoes he saw earlier. And knows that's where small, uh, not small Paul, uh, large Tuna, that's where, that's where Tuna lives. Average size ice- Tuna. <laughs> and he puts ice ice cream and worms in his shoes. <laughs> I love it. Um, Kim, do you want to discuss the grocery store caper? Oh my god. No, I'm going to be honest with you. This whole thing is... A- <laughs> this whole thing is a mess. I don't rem- I mean, I was in and out. I was watching, but I'm so disinterested in this movie <laughs> that I do not remember that, except that I know that he was like running away and hiding behind stuff looking for his mom. I don't well, know if it was Tuna or if it was... It's Tuna, right? <laughs> Yeah, that's Tuna. Yeah, running through the grocery store looking for his mom because I don't ever want to call him Ice Cream Man. It sounds so lame. Gregory is chasing after him, <laughs> trying to grab him, and he's trying to get to his parents to let him know that this creepy ass, old ass man with his big ass forehead is like chasing after him to kill him. And I honestly do not know where it goes from there because I was so. I don't. I. I don't think he ends up getting him though, right? I doesn't get him until no. later. He hides in the meat fridge, and then his, his mom comes to get him. Oh, that's right. And then she asks what, why he's hiding, and he says, like, Ice Cream Man's getting me. And be, and if I tell you guys, like, he's gonna kill me. And she's like, oh my god, my son. Oh my god. And, like, hugs him. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it, I guess. And then we have cops that now get involved. Detectives. Guilford or Clifford, I'm not quite sure, um, played by Jan Michael Vincent and another detective whose name I think is Martin, Martin Casera, I think, or the two Neither detectives. Neither of which, 
need to be in the movie at all. No. Yeah. There's no point. They're just begin investigating because no Roger is gone. There's no whole movie. There is a plot outside of, like, you know, 40% of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're just a detective on the case. And uh, <laughs> that's basically that scene. <laughs> let's Let's wrap up the detectives right now. The detectives go throughout the movie not believing anybody, as, like, horror movie cops do most of the time. And then, at one point, they go to investigate the mental institution that Gregory was at. And they find that the patients have completely overrun it. And there's, like, a like nearly ten minute scene of them just being lightly pestered. They're not being, like, assaulted. There's just kind there of a lot some... of some slight assault yeah yeah at like a certain point there was a couple punches thrown but a lot of it just looks like a really lame zombie movie where these patients are kind of going out and like kind of just slowly following and being like mildly inconvenient for our two detectives um and it goes on for way too long and i don't know why that scene's in the movie at all um but pretty much besides one portion at the end we don't have to talk about the detectives again (laughs) right i mean besides the fact that they actually try and investigate gregory at one point with a fellow police's backup and they just like wreck his shit they go into his little factory and they like they don't even they're not searching they're just legitimately knocking stuff over and And dumping things on the floor and like breaking things and throwing things in the guise of like we're searching your place and then they're like we find nothing and then they leave but literally, the child is hidden in the wall. They did not even fucking... He's not even really well hidden. It, there's, like, a hole at the bottom, and it leads to, like, a back cage where little Paul is, like, chilling in there. Yeah. And that's, like, all the investigation work they do is they get a tip that it's Gregory, wreck his shit, and then leave. And then they're like, no, I have a hunch. It's definitely him. We're going to tail him, the warrant or not. Which is just not good detective work. It no. really isn't. They also say, like, the, the, a like fucking 11-year-old is like, hey, the ice cream man's evil. And they're like, that's cool. We'll go wreck his entire shop for no reasoning. Like, they just go in there and destroy the place. Like, it is it is almost comical how much they'd wreck this place. And then they leave and they're like, yeah, we didn't find anything. Sorry. <laughs> Literally, one of them has, like, an axe. And he's just like, it just makes no sense. a baseball bat. Yeah. I don't, I don't understand that scene. I like they're just breaking his candy and stuff for no reason. You almost feel bad for him for a second. You do. I kind of, just not completely. I mean, he he he's been killing people. I don't feel bad for him, but I'm definitely like, what is the point of this? It's not a big shop. It's not like they really had to go searching, you know, up and downstairs. It's really small, so there's no need for them to done all that mess and then there's like ice cream on the floor and he's like walking in it and it like disgusts me he's getting ice cream on his like converse which is really depressing because you have to clean that shit out and then we see on his wall that he has a picture of the previous ice cream king that he like saw get killed many years ago in his youth um like plastered on his wall like like, almost like a memoriam so we get that that's like his inspiration for going into his business it it doesn't make sense but that's what (laughs) that's what we're going with 
he you also realize him. here that small Paul is alive. He didn't kill small Paul. He's yes. keeping him in there. They had um, a moment. Get, they had yeah. a moment where he, small Paul like said something that I guess registered with him about like the ice cream king or something when he was talking to him. And since then, Ice Cream Man was like, oh my god, this kid knows what's up. This kid's a son. big thinker. He's like me. <laughs> big thinker? <laughs> and He's got what? a big forehead and a lot of brain to keep in it. Dude, he literally looks like Pennywise without the makeup. My <laughs> man has a legitimate 15 head. Like, he had it even when he had he hair in the flashback. Like, that man's cranium is fucking huge. Dude, and he's like Do a dome head. like prosthetic at all or is it like genuine if it's not size? dude i feel no, like that for it's him. Not. It's <laughs> not. My, my man's my man's just got a big brain under there he has knowledge wow. of the world in that head kim if we go to creepy con and he's there right and i pay for it will you take a picture with him oh 100 percent, i would <laughs> hell yes <laughs> He it always just has the cone. logo with that picture. <laughs> he always has the cone with the head on it whenever he goes around to conventions and just the idea of Kim begrudgingly being there. <laughs> God. I'll lie to him and be like, I really liked your movie. Just to make him feel good, you know? And your and your forehead looks normal. You have this very tight forehead. You have the smallest forehead I've ever seen in my life, dude. It's like insanely tiny. That hairline good. It's lined up perfectly, my dude. <laughs> Don't ever wear a hat. Let that shit shine through. <laughs> Kim's dislike of bald people continues to seep through. It dude, does, it. no matter how much you try to protect her. I'm just, dude, man, big ass foreheads are just... <laughs> I just can't, no, dude. His head is just shaped weird, man. It. He had hair in the flashback. And my dude's You know what? It's head, not his choice you know it's not like it was something he decided it's just how he is and we can't judge it's like those dumb people and spy kids i'm telling you man (laughs) yo (laughs) it literally (laughs) literally looks like that holy shit (laughs) 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 and you said he had hair in a flashback he absolutely has hair in a flashback but it's a complete different color in all the it's spots it's completely <laughs> different color it's like the worst but only in the pay. spots where the fake hair is yeah <laughs> and then from the side you can see that like intense hairline already like holding on for dear life like that bitch is receding but they tried <laughs> to fake. make it look like he was so young and like luscious hair nah dude no ma'am no <laughs> it's just it's like putting a hair on, like, a spoon, you know? Like, <laughs> it's not doing what it's supposed to be doing. And they really thought they were convincing us. <laughs> Just call my man a hairy spoon? <laughs> yeah, dude, that's exactly what it looks like. Oh, poor guy. You know what, though? You know, he's embracing the look, and I... He really committed. He was like, I'm going to play this man, and I'm going to be weird and creepy as fuck. And my hairline's coming with me. And he delivered. So and respect. He did that, yeah. He did that. He, he lost hair for the role. <laughs> <laughs> he was built for the role. He was built for the role, and he was like, I was meant to do this. 
Do you know how sad it would be if somebody was like, you know, you're really built to be a creepy slasher person, which is like a giant forehead and no hair. Like, I think that's what you're built for in life. You guys are I would be so this depressed. It's just, he has really good skin, though. I'll give him that much. Those close ups oh really good skin. Granted, most that. of that skin's on his forehead, but smooth <laughs> as hell. I. What's his routine? I want to know. Holy shit. <laughs> I noticed he had great skin. There was a part I was like, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Who are we? I made a lot of forehead jokes, so I have a lot of ammunition. <laughs> Um, so what else is important we talked about the weird mental health place (laughs) whatever that's called and that was kind of next the kids kind of fuck around for a little bit Um, yeah there's oh there's a cemetery scene yes so our lovely ice cream man Gregory he goes to the cemetery great He goes to the cemetery and he um, visits his beloved ice cream king and um, brings him a bunch of ice cream. And that's a weird scene where he seems to be talking to ghosts a lot. Um, He's like, why are there, you're having a party without me? And then he like almost cries and it's just very intense and very confusing. And the kids are just watching him and then the kids go over there and then you find out it's the ice cream king and... That's kind of it. the The police are following, but don't seem to care about no. why the kids are following him. And then they follow him from the graveyard back to his. Uh, but he goes back home, I guess, or no? He stops. He stopped. Okay, there's a scene earlier where the woman that Tuna's dad is having an affair with, who's like essentially a porn star, just like like she's yeah. she's she's a character they plucked out of a porno and put into this movie and she just doesn't fit and it's it's bizarre. But she orders a gallon of hard pack ice cream and says that he can deliver it whenever he wants. And then she asks if he likes creamsicles or custard pies and that made me uncomfortable. Um and then that kind of goes away for about almost an hour. Um, but then he goes after the graveyard, the ice cream man goes to look at her through the window and shit. And that's when Heather sneaks into the back of his car and takes a bunch of pictures of his like bloody ice cream van. Um, am I missing anything there? No, that's completely true. Should I go into the, the getting the photos developed? Yes. Yeah. So they go to get the photos developed, and there's this bizarre scene where she's trying to see how much, how long it's going to take and how much it's going to cost. And she's talking to the clerk at the desk who's like a teenager, and she's just asking basic questions of like how long it's going to take, and he just keeps listing different like prices for different sizes of photos. But whenever he names them, he looks back at the the like board of prices to reference it every time, and it goes on for a really long time because he names like six different packages she can get but whenever he names it he has to stop look and go that'll be twelve dollars <laughs> it's, it's a bizarre scene but for some reason i really love it it's so weird <laughs> i really love that scene it tickles me every time but they wind up getting the photos developed and then they go back to racer's house where racer's shitty older brother comes in and is like yo what the hell are you doing with my camera and where's the film 
Um, and then they, you know, they're holding like a ticket that I guess you get when you develop film. I don't know. I'm, I didn't develop much film in my days. <laughs> um, <but laughs> you weren't developing film in 95? No, no. Oh my God, though. I, I, so my around Halloween time, my mom used to get these little like uh, disposable cameras. Yeah. And they would add ghosts into the photos. Oh, like every cool. piece of film had a uh, every like had a ghost in it already, but they weren't like cartoons. They were like old Victor like black and white Victorian photos of like creepy little girls and shit. And they were awesome. That's probably as far as I go with developing film was developing ghost pictures when I was like eight. Um, and they seem really stressed that this film's being developed and when they go to the store you see that there's a bunch of pictures of them having sex along with the bloody ice cream truck photos. And it's a great reveal. It's uh, it's one of my favorite parts. I think about that scene all the time. The sex It's fucking photos? funny. The... Yeah, it's yeah, funny. Really? That's what you think about? <laughs> oh, don't they? Come on. <laughs> Whenever I think of developing, whenever I see in a movie where they like develop photos, I think about uh, that scene. It's too funny. God, where are we going from here? There's, there's. <laughs> Man, where is there? I think go, we just dude. need to go to the action the last is at the end. Yeah. yeah. No, we're about there. Yeah, because then at this point, the older brother like gets involved. Oh yeah. And he's like, <laughs> he's like a fucking cop bootlicker wannabe. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he's so uh, confident he's going to become a cop when he gets older. But Man Man looks 35. Like, how old is does. this kid? Do we want to go into the brother going yeah. to investigate? Does someone else want to take that? Um. So the brother, so the brother, the kids come home and they're like, oh my god, Tuna was taken. Oh, Tuna got taken. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he got also, Tuna gets taken. It's whatever. It's not he gets Tuna napped. Um, but they're like, oh my god, Tuna got taken, and it's Heather and Racer, and then the brother's like, oh, I'll solve it, and they're like, no, call the cops, and the brother's like, nah, I got a gun, Let the badge will follow, let's just go. And his girlfriend, like, gets in the car, too. So they all drive to the fucking place, because oh. apparently everyone knows where the ice cream man lives. Before we go, we gotta talk about the apprenticeship of Small Paul. We did. We just talked about Small Paul being alive, didn't we? Or did we did we talk about how he's teaching him to make ice cream and he's happy the whole time and Small Paul doesn't want to go? No, we like I mean, briefly touched on the fact that they had a did, moment, but, but Small Paul's just vibing, dude. Small Paul's yeah. having, he's like summer camp, you know? He's having a great yeah. time. Yeah. And like, he's the ice learning. cream man has a friend and he's like really into like learning about ice cream. And I'm telling you, this boy was not kidnapped. He was going in and out of that cage happily. He was having the time of his yes. life in there. We we also we've missed a few things here. We got to take a step back real quick. Oh um, my god! The secret ingredient of the ice cream is people. Oh yeah, but everyone knows that. Well, I mean, okay, no. He, it, throughout the film, we see flashes of like he's putting eyeballs into the ice cream that he serves. Oh, he's like putting his bloody hands into like the ice cream cans as he's like scooping it out. Like he's very much like. He cooks, I mean, it's implied, but we see in a couple of the gore scenes where he's, like, killing people with, like, the iron, the waffle iron and whatnot. Like, he's very much dismembering people and, like, putting them into the ice cream. But he's also keeping the bodies inside, like, the freezer container where he stores the ice cream to keep it fresh. And we get, like, visuals of that, like, blood smears on things. So it's it's not as gruesome as it sounds, but it very much is, like, 
we we know what he's doing. He's cooking people and putting them into the ice cream. That's like the ingredient he adds into it to make it so good. And apparently it fucking works because everyone comments how good that ice cream is. So I'm just saying he found his secret ingredient. He's really rolling with it. Uh, but but right before, yeah, people dig the the taste of people. They're they're loving it. <laughs> but right before kind of this goes down, the ice cream man sees that Tuna's dad is having an affair with the woman he's like, kind of perving on. Not kind of perving on is perving on, but yeah. Um, but she she she's also into it. So I don't, I don't know. Um. She really wants to, to, to fuck Clint Howard, which is really interesting. Um, but he, uh, the ice cream man kills Tuna's dad by pre- clamping the hot waffle cone iron on his face. And then he cuts off his head and puts it on an ice cream cone and presents it to the woman in probably the second best scene of the movie. And then kills her. He kills her. And then a blood splatter goes into his eye. Fake blood goes into his <laughs> eyeball. And it's metal as shit. <laughs> Can't believe that scene. It's um, like egregious, but it's it's a memorable shot, I guess. I, I get the kookiness of the head and the cone being a staple of the movie that people take away from this. So I, I get it. It's like the video store movie cover, you know? Yeah. yeah. It drags people in. And I love that, like, aesthetic. Okay, so is there any other scenes that we need to... No, I think we're good now. Uh, I just remember when we were talking about Small Paul, he's actively putting the body of the, the woman from the porno into the ice cream. Yes. And Small yes. Paul's vibing. Living his life. Small Paul's mixing it up, chilling out, and then he... and then um. Ice Cream Man figures out that somebody's there, and so he's like, Small Paul, go back in your little corner. And Small Paul's like, okay. So he crawls back in, and um, Ice Cream Man goes, like, hides, and there's, like, the scene where you see a bunch of creepy photos on the wall, um, which are super <laughs> unnecessary. And then Ice Cream Man's, like, hiding with a frame, and that's how he gets past the brother, because the brother has, like, sneak a- sneaked in and just walking and looking at all these photos, and then it's like, oh, the Ice Cream Man's there. Brother's like cool, and then Your brother's like cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how I perceived it. It's it's an interesting shot of like we see the picture. It's dark. We see the pictures. There's a creepy picture, and it's supposed to be funny, but it's lame. But ice cream oh, is hiding the behind a frame, and that's when we get the close up of his like really good skin, and <laughs> then. He takes him out. He Ice Cream Man runs back to the car dressed in, I think his name is Jacob, the brother. Something like that. I'm going to call him Jacob just for the sake of having a name instead of calling him the brother. Back to the car in his clothing. Gets in the car. No one notices that he's walking funny because I'm telling you Ice Cream Man walks with like a weird gait. He's like Quasimodo for a second. Like he's hunchbacked and like walking bow-legged for some fucking reason. I don't know why. But he, like, gets in the car, and he's, like, he makes some stupid one-line joke, and they're, like, oh, my God. And then he stabs the girlfriend through the jaw up into the mouth, and then he makes some stupid one-liner of, like, 
that's a brain brain freeze freeze. but it's not anywhere in the brain it's in her jaw so (laughs) stupid as hell and then the kids are now and he says like another one-liner of like have a creamsicle i don't fucking know dude this yeah that's exactly it has a creamsicle he throws a creamsicle at him (laughs) and then he gets out and he says like another like one-liner unzips his jacket and like runs after them previous to this the two cops I guess another set of cops had been tailing him. So when the kids find an abandoned police car, they open it. They see like the bodies of two officers decapitated. They run behind a couple of cars in the back. And this is the next, like I guess, quote unquote, I don't want to call it iconic scene, but I guess scene that gives a bit of credit to the movie where Ice Cream Man <laughs> pops up behind an abandoned car and he has the officer's heads what appears to be on steaks, but we find out later it's more than likely like ice cream like um spoons Spoon like the course. big wide ice cream spoons and he uses them like puppets where like he uses the jaw and makes them talk to each other and talk to him the kids are obviously like freaking the fuck out because who wouldn't a chase ensues where he's running with the heads drops one of them then he drops the other one the two cops the detectives from previous are also there they see that Tuna has escaped from the little freezer that he was shoved into inside the ice cream truck, escapes. But Ice Cream Man finds him first, grabs him, tries to shove him back in there. And by that point, the two detectives find him and they're like, put your hands up, which of course he doesn't. He closes the door. They're trying to circle the truck, trying to get a clear view of the kid. He opens the truck door. Oh, no, first he's, like, shoving ice cream down this child's throat for God knows what fucking reason. Opens the freaking ice cream truck and, like, throws the kid out. The detectives peer in to see where he's at. Somehow, this man is Houdini and is on the top of the truck, jumps down with his ice cream scoop, like, spoons, hits these detectives over the head, and somehow they pass out. That is the most ridiculous thing in the entire fucking movie. It's like something out of like a kung fu movie. It's amazing. It's it's uh, that this whole section is my favorite part of the movie. From the time he comes up with the heads and he's having the heads the heads talk to each other and there's a bunch of ice cream puns where he's like, oh, I didn't know cops had a sense of humor, and then he's like, ah, good humor, like the ice cream brand, good humor, fucking great, <laughs> genius, ten out of ten, uh, love it. And then he carries those heads for a long time. Yeah, it's like a chase yeah. for a while, and then he drops one at one point, and then he gets frustrated and just throws the other one later. <laughs> he just like eats it, and then it ends with that ninja move. Ah, oh, beautiful, best part. <laughs> so yeah, Angie, you- what was your take on on that section? I liked the heads thing i was kind of confused by the fact that he was able to make the chins move when it was like obviously like he was just holding heads up i don't know how he was able to make them move it doesn't make sense at all but he's pressing the little levers on the scoopers i know (laughs) but i also don't get it (laughs) um but yeah i thought it was really funny i thought it was like probably his best acting of the movie of just, like, humor and, like, ridiculousness of just, like, damn, really, we're at this point? And it was like, yeah, I guess we are. Um, But yeah, that's mainly what I took from it. That's what I was talking about when we were, like, an hour into this movie, and I was like, all my favorite shit must be the last ten minutes of this movie. And it is. And it is. (laughs) Thankfully, we're almost done with this. (laughs) Yeah, we're we're just about there. So, so then, okay, keep going. 
so then um small paul breaks out and um because the kids... of the screams of his friends it snaps yes. him out of his ice cream stupor yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> um and so his friends end up call- going to the nurses to get safety and the nurse is like yeah hide and seek come hide and then she lets gregory find them because he's she's like yes gregory found them gregory won woo and so they're like freaking out because he has them now and then all of a sudden small paul comes out holding the poster of the ice cream king himself and is like gregory follow me and ice cream man is like "Ooh, follow him my hero he's back to life it's a direct rip from friday too right kim mm-hmm yeah, I didn't even catch that, to be honest. She said it right now. Yeah, you're 100% right. Yeah, when he's it's, impersonating it's, Jason's mom. Yeah. Yeah, it's straight yeah. up from Friday, too. Like, exact ripoff. Um, but he, like, follows him. And I don't really understand what happened next, to be completely honest. But somehow, because when Small Paul was being an apprentice, Gregory was like, careful, that arm could take your arm off of the, like, machine. Was like It's, it it's could like take a... You- it's like a, a nut slicer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's very intense. It's like a huge um, KitchenAid with sharp blades. Yes. And so uh, Small Paul like leads him there and basically gets it to where he falls in there. And um, Gregory dies. <laughs> <laughs> he just, it was just so sudden. Yeah. No, he, gets, he, gets, he gets chopped up. He gets chopped up. Um. Yeah, he falls in there, and then the cops are all. It's it's every horror movie, no matter what time of night it is or like how dark it is. It always like five minutes after the problem is resolved, it's bright as shit. Like the sun is out. It's good. There's never like resolution outside with cops and stuff in like the dark. It's always immediately day. But uh, all's all is good. All's happy. It cuts to later. Um, Tuna has lost the pillow. Um, yes. Maybe because he was scarred from ice cream for the rest of his life. Um, and then they, they're they like, oh, where's small Paul? How is he doing? And they're like, well, where else would he be? He's in therapy. And then it cuts to small Paul making ice cream in what we can assume is a, another, certainly not the same mental institution because that one is currently run by zombies. But <laughs> But he's in a little ice cream man outfit. And he's making ice cream on the floor, which is weird therapy, but not how therapy it. works. Like as a trained to be therapist, that's not how therapy works. The true horror of this movie was therapy. <laughs> <laughs> I it's a PSA to never go to therapy. I'm a big supporter of therapy. <laughs> not in this movie. I'm not. Look fucking... what happened to Small Paul, dude. <laughs> Look what happened to fucking Gregory, man. He went to therapy once and he came out a killer, dude. This is a PSA. Therapy will turn you into a serial killer. Don't do it. Don't go. Don't do it. I've had so much therapy. Well, now I'm worried. (laughs) Now you got me worried. Are, Are you... Are you bleeding, AJ? It's grenadine <laughs> for my ice cream treat. I was going to say from my palms. Specifically. <laughs> <laughs> he went straight to being the the church leader. Yeah. <laughs> Therapy turns you to... <laughs> Therapy makes you speak in tongues once <laughs> and then never bring it up again. Oh, Christ. This um, movie, man. Fucking bad shit. Yeah, that's Ice Cream Man. 
Yeah. Yeah, it's happened. All right, final thoughts. I'll I'll go first. I ch- I chose it. Um, I like this movie. Uh, 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 I like it a lot. Um, it's I'm finding that with a lot of these slashers that I've seen only a couple times or I saw a few years ago that I usually watch them in a setting where I'm not like glued to it the entire time. Mm. And or I do sit down and watch the whole thing, but what happens is I only remember like the good shit. And then when I watch it again, I realize, like, oh, God, there's a lot of fluff in this, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like they, they do better in my head over time, where, like, um, I'll still be nostalgic for, like, Ice Cream Man because of the head scene and stuff, and I'll watch it again. And I think the more times I watch it, the more I, I've come to, like, love the oddities. Like, um, the the whole affair thing stopped being, like, an, uh, like, why is this happening? This is really weird. And started being just like, oh, God, this part's so weird. I love it. So I think, like, rewatches have also done a lot for me in this. And once you see it again, knowing how absurd it's going to be, you can kind of, like, relish in the absurdity. And I think it's a fun movie to put on during, like, a Halloween party or just have on at a party or, you know what I mean? Just for it to be, like not be the center of attention but you know every once in a while draw everyone in especially like towards the end i think it's a fun fun ride all the way around but i certainly while watching it this time realized this is an hour and a half movie that does not feel like an hour and a half i'd get rid of a lot of stuff but there's probably a lot of dumb stuff that i'd still keep because i think it's fun i think the first i think up until at least small paul is taken the movie's pretty solid it moves at like a pretty decent pace um i'd say even all the way to like the grocery store scene um i think it's kind of interesting and fun to watch when tuna has to put his shoes outside and that's how he's able to track him down um i think all of that goes well and then once it hits the grocery store scene it's not particularly good until (laughs) probably when the ice cream cone head comes in and that's like a good 30 minute window and that's unfortunate but um no I, i i think this movie would be a quarter of its quality if it weren't for the great performance of ice cream man i know that sounds weird (laughs) but i think he really pulls it off and i think there are times where him and his great skin really like you know they they show up like (laughs) i think he's some decent acting in it he's probably the only good actor in this there's everyone else is like obscenely bad like not even passable acting (laughs) like it's it's really rough but he does well I don't know. I think it's fun. I don't think it's high art or anything, nor is it like an absolute classic, but uh, it's one I enjoy a lot. I think Kim should go before I go. Really? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Okay. Um. Yeah, it's a pretty shitty movie. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just be fucking honest here. <laughs> it's pretty fucking bad. The producer is Paul Mormon, who is a porn director. Um, and that tells you enough about the lighting and the shots of this movie. Very porn-esque. <laughs> Um, and it's directed by Norman Aspen, so I don't really know much about him, but I'm sure he's done other similar works as well that are kind of around the kooky, goofy kind of vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's, it's one of those movies that's like, it's, it's quote unquote entertaining because it's so bad, but in a way that's kind of like the charm of these like B-rated movies is the fact that they don't expect themselves, they don't take themselves very seriously and it's not expected to be an amazing movie. Other movies, for example, like Halloween Kills, that's like takes itself really seriously and ends up being bad. This one, you kind of already know what to expect from the title. <laughs> you're not looking for a Midsummer esque movie when you're looking up Ice Cream Man. 
Let's just be real. Like, there's no expectations or standards that are put on this movie. So it's entertainment is in how bad and goofy and outlandish it can be. So I guess in terms of that, it's pretty on par. I don't think it's bad in the way that Willy's Wonka's Wonderworld (laughs) movie is. Willy's Wonderland. (laughs) Okay, yeah. It's not to that extent where I definitely would like never ever 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 want to see that movie ever again this is more of i can understand how people would like it because there is that those little scenes of practical effects that are really kooky there's like the simplicity of creating a quote-unquote wannabe horror horror icon out of like an ice cream man who has like giant cones with like people's heads in it i can understand the appeal to most people Um, it's not personally my taste, obviously. Um, but I think there are some good elements to it. Again, the practical effects were really good. The acting, you know, for what it's, for its budgeting, for the fact that it's like a goofy movie is pretty okay. For the most part, I would say most credit goes to Clint Howard specifically. I like the concept of the Pied Piper being like an on-going sort of theme. Um... Having that sort of background being tied into the fact of, like, something so simplistic as, like, an ice cream man who, like, kills people in this common American suburb setting, I think, in its bare bones, is a pretty interesting concept. So I'll give them some points for, you know, creativity in that sense. I, th- um, I think if I can cut in for mm-hmm. two seconds here, I want to get your take on, like, something... Mm-hmm. There are a lot of slashers, and I think, like, some Friday films, which I... Friday's my franchise. Like, I love Friday, but they're super guilty of their filler. Because you you have to have most of the kills happen within the last half hour. Mm-hmm. That's, like, how a slasher works. But some of the filler is just people walking around yelling other people's names the whole time. It is uh, pretty boring. There's, like, a lot of filler that'll, like, put you to bed in a lot of these slasher movies real quick. And I would much rather have insane plots about preachers' wives speaking in tongues and weird divorce plots and developing pornographic photos on accident. I will take that over 20 minutes of, like, Johnny? Johnny? Like, any day, you know? Yeah, I, I, I guess for me, a lot of what movies appeal to me is very much, like, the tension and, like, the setting. I think when you see, like, a Friday movie or, like, a Friday-esque movie when it's, like, it's dark and it's supposed to be really scary and suspenseful. And this movie is kind of the opposite where it's, like, bright and it's, like, the that kind of vintage porn kind of vibe with, like, everything is, like, in this hazy kind of misty bright. Not that I know about vintage porn, but it's, like, in a hazy <laughs> misty kind of vibe that it kind of gives. Um, and... I think when you have those very different settings, it creates a different tone. And this one very much is meant to be, like, goofy. And it's mm. supposed to be funny. And in, like, Friday movies, it's a bit more meant to be suspenseful and scary. And, like, you know. So I prefer the darker aspect of it because that's more towards what I, I like. Where this one, they're, they're the same type of bored, boredom that it enlists in an individual in the audience, but I prefer the darker one because it keeps me in a, sono, in a sort of tone that I really like. I, this I one's a bit like, right. 
I think you're absolutely right. I'm not thinking of the suspense. And I think the thing is, is when I feel that way about like Friday movies and stuff, it's because I've seen them so much that I know what's going to happen. And yeah. I'm, like, like, I'm not really on the edge of my seat the way someone would be watching it like the first time. Mm-hmm. And like you could, there's something about watching a horror movie for the first time that can never be like recreated again. Yeah. Uh, it, it's 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 a special like first experience when you see it. So I think you're absolutely right that I'm missing that there is value in like the tension and like i guess when i think i see someone scream for their friends in friday the 13th for 15 minutes people are actually waiting for jason to jump out every 10 minutes when i'm like oh she's nowhere near the box she gets electrocuted at you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> that kind of shit so i think you're right i don't think that's a i don't think i made an apt comparison i think i'm just i think i'm just saying that I, i'd rather take insanity than like something boring but good shit isn't gonna be boring if it's if got good tension i i totally agree. yeah and i mean that's the thing too like when it, when there is supposed to be tension again a movie that takes it so seriously where it's building that tension but it's so yeah. slow it's kind of easier to get lost in it which i think is why a lot of people don't really like all the old school slashers like halloween or like friday where it's very much like oh he's walking around again Michael's just walking yeah. around the hall and it's just it, it's easier to get bored that way whereas in this one because everything's so bright and loud and there's so much going on I guess for some people it's harder to have that boredom because it's filled with something to grab your attention on so I guess it all comes down to the preference as to what kind of movies you prefer um yeah and I mean this one isn't all that bad would I rewatch it probably not would I recommend it to people probably not but again even though some parts made me feel like a little bit bored and ridiculous, I do think that there are things about this movie that stand out and I won't really like forget. So I think it does its job to that extent. I think it, it creates a sort of memory for audiences to remember them by. And I guess that's all you can really expect from a movie that's called Ice Cream Man. <laughs> to be honest. I, AJ, are you blown away at how like how good like how kind that was? Because uh, I am shit. <laughs> The last two seconds of it was very shocking. I know, right? No, I but like I appreciate that. Like I totally agree. There's there's something memorable about it, and I think that it's like it's odd. It's memorable. It's not something that's like a classic or you need to rewatch over and over again. But it's like a fun little footnote. It's like a fun piece of trivia. A good little horror movie that horror fans could have in their belts and have a, a pretty decent time with. Yeah, I don't I don't think it's absolute trash trash like Wonka's Wonderland. Lily's Wonderland. <laughs> there you go. But it's definitely you know, it it does what it needs to do. The acting is shit though, but you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no. No, I'll take that. I'll take that. <laughs> I'm disappointing cuz I feel like she took away a little bit of my review. Oh, I'm sorry. It's okay. Um I think this is the most Aaron movie we've watched in a long time. Mm-hmm. And I say that with so much affection. <laughs> I think that this reminds me of like the first time I watched horror movies with Aaron. And like the first time I was shown horror as a franchise that wasn't just jump scares and wasn't just like me being terrified the whole fucking time. Um, and... I enjoyed it. Like, I enjoy the fact that I'm able to, like, relax and watch this movie and just, like, make fun of it and enjoy the silliness and the ridiculousness and just, like, find that funny. And uh, I I really enjoyed my time. And 
I think that that's very different. Like sometimes we watch movies that are very like good, like they're great fucking movies, but I'm mm-hmm. terrified the whole time or I'm on edge or whatever. And that's part of why I don't, I was very afraid of this genre. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of nice just to sometimes sit down and be like, all right, we're going to watch this goofy, weird movie that makes zero sense, but it's going to be fun. And I get to watch it with two of my favorite people and I get to just laugh at it. And I think that was wonderful. And I had a great time. You're going to make me cry, AJ. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't sarcastic. I know. AJ, AJ knows I can't. I don't express. AJ once turned to me and said, I enjoy being your friend. And I like froze. <laughs> Do you remember that, AJ? I do. I, I was like, I don't, I don't handle that well. And she's like, I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> That's my thing, though. I just like to express clearly uh-uh. how I feel about people and know that they can't do the same or just, like, feel uncomfortable by it. But I'm like, you know what? Like, you need to know this. <laughs> do you have any heartfelt <laughs> things to say, Kim? No. Do you have strong emotions you want to share right now? <laughs> no. You don't want to talk about it? Absolutely not. I don't know how what you call emotions, therapy. nor do I would like, I do not want to express them. Well, we love you, Kim. Wow. That's <laughs> um, It's funny you say that, AJ, because I chose this movie because I was like, I don't feel like trying to do some masterpiece justice tonight. You know, like, I don't feel like sitting and explaining why a movie's good and not wanting to leave out every little scene because each scene's so good. I was like, yeah. this is... This is have fun tonight you know like not that it's not fun when we discuss good movies but it's hard you know to express in a brief period how much like some of the best in the genre are you know i think we needed this this has always kind of been my goal though i think we're there's gonna be more of this coming um i don't think i'm gonna choose this i'm not gonna choose this for next time because i almost did it this time but I almost chose Chopping Mall instead at the last oh second. Oh my god. Um, and no, Chopping I take it Mall. back. Fuck this movie. It's trash. I'm going to go hard into this movie so we never watch another one like this again. Okay, listen. You guys like Ice Cream Man more than they live, and that is insane. <laughs> like, that is, that is, like, I was watching multiple john carpenter tier lists uh listening to them at like work uh for over the past couple of weeks and they live is in like the top five movies like brushing up against halloween like every time and i'm like why why did they hate it so much <laughs> and then we get to ice cream man and gives like there's value in this <laughs> well i value to to certain people i can understand it but they lived tried they lived on an eight and it didn't it didn't it didn't it didn't i still see people make fucking memes about being woke with using they live and every single time i'm blown away they're so cringy the movie itself is cringy i'm sorry john carpenter you tried my dude you tried and you know what a for effort uh b minus for effort that's all I'll give him, though. Didn't Sam from Trick or Treat kill John Carpenter? He's dead, right? Yeah, he thanks. He saw the movie and he was like, you know what? This ends tonight. <laughs> and he was like, we're knocking that man out. Are you saying John Carpenter said evil dies tonight? Or oh, Sam said evil dies tonight? Oh my god. <laughs> 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 uh, I... Well, um, 
you know, because of Kim's glowing review, I think next week we're going to watch Ice Cream Man 2. It's nice yes! of her to rice. I was so hoping you'd say that. <laughs> I, it's not a glowing review. This is the bare minimum. <laughs> I was trying to be nice. But until next week, we watch <laughs> Ice Cream Man 2. I've been Aaron. I've been AJ. I'm Kim. And uh, I love you, but not as much as ice cream. <laughs> uh, I'll put it that way. All right. Bye. Ha <laughs> ha.